It is today tracing, no? The long-awaited tracing. Are you ready to upset the internet? You know, I haven't done it in days. I haven't done it in days. I wouldn't fucking know because I'm not getting any of your content anymore. Like, at I know. All. It's I know. Really weird. It's like all of a, I went from having almost like 500,000 on a video the other day to 400 yesterday. Oh, man. So Everyone I is talking who... about it, though. Everyone has been like brutalized by views. Everyone's being victimized by views. I know. I except, don't know. Except for me. My work went a little baby viral. <laughs> Oh, did you have another one? I haven't seen you. Other than that one. There was that one that I said, oh, your hair looks great. Oh, that was just, uh, that was when I made like the day after I had one of my portraiture kind of like, you know, um, compilation videos. Yeah. Got like 40,000 views. Congrats. Plug my beauty light in. Oh, I don't have because if it. Well, I don't have good as like good. I, I just can't windows. figure out my setup by a window. There's just not enough space. So. Yeah, yeah, I'm in actually a little corner. It doesn't look like it, but it's like Joe Manek's house that looks so giant, but isn't. God, I want to see that tiny kitty cat art gallery so bad. It's so cool. I so wish they'd taken a picture to show you. I'm sure he'll That's send okay. you a picture. I have had multiple requests to come to Cleveland. So cool. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Cool. I had you someone here. I, oh, thank you. I had someone stitch my my video that was kind of popping off. Mm-hmm. And it was really they were like, how much is that? What what do I gotta do that? Like can you come to Cleveland? I was just like, oh, okay. And it was like Wow. It was like people are having like such a response. That's awesome. To my the Cleveland work. has a big arts community. Totally. I mean I I guess. But yeah. I I had like People ask me to come to LA, Connecticut. That's like awesome. All all over. It's Joe's from Connecticut. It's, Don't go there. No, I'm kidding. Um, he's just right. from outside. I forgot about that. He's from outside New York. It's not mm. like it's not that other kind mm. of. There's a lot of Connecticut's I've learned. But let's not have any of these conversations until you do the <laughs> intro. Fuck. Okay. All right. Let me hold on. I got a I got a screen share. God, we're behind on everything, guys. <laughs> I. Oh, shit. I shared my desktop. There we go. Sorry. It's okay. Now I'm with you. Hooray. Okay. So that way it actually records. I've been looking at the recordings that records stacked on top of each other. So I don't have to do any fancy editing. It just oh. puts, puts us right in like TikTok zone. So. Oh, that's awesome. I like honestly recording oh. on Zoom. Gene, fucking inspired. Um, it works really well. <laughs> this is a free ad for Zoom. If Zoom would like to sponsor, sponsor us, us please. <laughs> <laughs> they never right. will. They they have the world by a chokehold. Welcome, so- <laughs> welcome to Artlust Podcast, where we make art accessible. I'm Seema, and I'm Sophie. Hello. So for Hi. the art you saw this week. How about the art that everyone on the internet saw at your house? <laughs> yes. Um, so I, I did a, a wee little compilation um, of cu- popping out behind my large format camera. You can see behind me um, with like a red mood light on. And I did do that thing that we've talked about before that I said, I was like, I don't want to do that. I had my tits out. <laughs> <laughs> Look. 
sometimes you just got to do marketing and sex sells. That's right. So sex sells. It, it really is, does. It is fascinating, I have to say. Mm. I, one of my colleagues, um, mm. from one of my old colleagues, I don't work with him now, but he said that his wife, it drives her crazy when I'm on live because people so often compliment, compliment or demean how I look. And it is very interesting that set like that in some ways like this is about somebody was saying this about um the male gaze and women the toxic femininity and i was like you mm. put us in this you put us in a system here right and we're gonna have to work it so you worked it you were stuck in a patriarchal system and you worked it i my my girls girled they did the job <laughs> that's how david and david ross lord and i were talking about it we we're like oh the girls are girling like they're doing their thing <laughs> so <laughs> Red lipstick, you know, the whole thing. I kind of looked like... The red lipstick looked great. I know which video you. you mean now. It did come up on my website. Oh, great, great. The red lipstick, I was like, wow. Red How lipstick? How do you keep it on, though? You just don't drink light. anything? No, no. I, I No, I invest in, like, $30 lipstick that doesn't oh, go anywhere. I see. Um, I got the NARS Star Woman. I love the blue-based red. And um, it's, like, the perfect shade of red. And it's beautiful. I think, I think I didn't really... I never really put it together, but I think now I have this, like, tiny tofu light. Mm -hmm. um, cheap, by the way, and really great. And you can like put any color on the hue wheel onto it. And I think just kind of having the red light like made it a bit sexy, but it also gave it like the connotation of dark room. And it didn't go as viral as like the first time I did a spooky compilation. Also, I'm just realizing that TikTok also is just what like, you do is good. Don't I mean like you. you're picking up? No, mm. but you're picking up. I think that that's part of it for me because somebody said one of my colleagues said to me the, the other day because she was like, but you only started your TikTok channel in May. How do you have so many people? And I said, but it's a myth that I started in May. I did start in May, mm. but I had do, been You've been working this. up to this your whole life. Right. I was like, this has been my career. Arts education mm -hmm. and digital for art has been my whole career. So totally. yes, it looks like I showed up in May, but like I, I remember when you told me that and I was like, oh, right. it's like a fake oh, out. Oh, you've right? been on local TV. Get fucked. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, exactly. It's a total fake out because mm -hmm. like I, when I had 10,000 and I said to somebody, I was like, somebody was like, oh you you're doing great and i said yeah i mean i had ten thousand in my old account they just rolled over because i mm. got into creator fund like within the first week and and then he was like or maybe you're also good at what you do so those things that are true that you're saying yes. those are all tools that you use but you also notice that you should use those tools i did and your work is good so it, it is. like came together it did <laughs> but also like i and something that i've and this is i'm gonna sound like such a cunt right now i'm sorry i shouldn't say that i'm gonna sound like i'm gonna sound very obnoxious so right Australian. i know i know sometimes like it's so funny because americans we like are still we're just as crass but we're crass about other things also did you just match my hairstyle oh i didn't mean to how funny <laughs> Okay, no, I'm putting that on the internet. That's really cute. Uh, oh, look, guys, that's you know like what mirroring. That means? I know. What that's is that? Like, that's that means mirroring. that we respect each other. I mean, when you that's mimic right. someone, it means you like them. I didn't even notice it. That's hilarious. That's amazing. Y'all, get that. Seema thinks I'm cool. <laughs> I do think she's cool. I do think she's cool. Is this your coffee being delivered? Hey, Joe. No, he went to get the cup, though, so he can. <laughs> <laughs> Sophie's aside. Hi, Sophie. Hi. Yeah. He said, like, "Did you do you guys have the same hairstyle?" You want to? <laughs> yes. <laughs> he can't figure out why we're laughing because he can't hear any of it.
Yeah, right. That's hilarious. Oh man, look, it's a, it's a mystery. They'll just have to listen. They'll just have to give us. These are all for the Patreon, dude. Everything. All for the Patreon. <laughs> it's all for the Patreon. So yes, I so I think it's awesome that that's the art that you saw this week. I think that's yes. great. Yes, yes. Let's not say the thing that I was about to sound obnoxious for. Let's move on. What did you see this week? Okay, so <laughs> I didn't see. Um, I, oh, I did see art this week. I was like, I didn't mm. see any art. I did. I went to, um, and I strongly recommend you go back and listen to our episode by Joe Minnick. Um, it's so I good. To, I like had so half good. a listen to it yesterday. It's oh, so did great. You? I've I, had messages. I've had so many DMs from people really? like that Joe Minnick yeah, on my Instagram. Mm. And I was actually going to say, I'm going to email our um, arts journal here in Cleveland and see if they'll mm. put it up there because yes. great idea because you know yeah it's because I noticed um somebody had missed like somebody I was looking for something mm-hmm. this um there's a really awesome person in Cleveland and his handle is awful Aaron <laughs> but he's and I just think it's so funny because he's but I noticed he Joe Minnick had like awful Aaron's thing and I thought oh ah. I should do that and um but I went to Joe's house to thank him for um for we I had dinner with him and got him dinner because to thank him for being so generous because he spoke to us for hours so many hours um, but then like it's so funny he's like would you want to see my art and I was like are you kidding me I mean yeah so would you want to see my one- art <laughs> I know. He's so like, he's so, I think it's amazing. You know, this is where, you know, somebody is really good. Mm-hmm. I have found the people who are truly good at their craft. Humble. Yes. And like yeah. n- normal. It's kind of extraordinary. No, um, it's true. Because I right? think that the greatest creativity doesn't come from fucking genius. It comes from regular people. That's agreed. And work and hard work. Mm. I mean, like uh, years and years ago, one of the first famous artists I met was Jasper Johns, who mm. um, speaks like, maybe 10 words a day, I suspect, but um, he's very quiet, but he was so mm. nice and normal. And I was like, you're Jasper Johns, like <laughs> you're in my textbook. You know, I was so like overwhelmed. Mm-hmm. It was probably like, I was probably like the biggest like fangirly, even though I, and I like Jasper Johns, he's not like my favorite, mm-hmm. he's in the middle, but he was so normal. And it really struck me that really was like, you know what, you're in textbooks and you're a normal guy. Can I, can I bring this back to TikTok? Yes. Okay, you know, Brittany Broski, Losing My Marbles? No. Oh my god! Uh-huh. Okay. Yes. 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 I don't know anybody's name, but yes. Yeah, but you know, she's she's the blonde one who kind of is yes. always just like constantly posting and has like a massive fan base just because yeah. she's cool as fuck. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So her apparently, when people meet her in the wild, she is the most normal person ever oh, really? to have a conversation with. Yeah. Like, so I I saw a video of someone who was like, I work at a cinema, and like Brittany Broski came to see a movie and just like struck up a conversation. I thought of you because a TikTok, I saw some TikTok, um, some guy, he was like, New York is New Yorking right now. Every time, every fucking mm-hmm. time. Um, yeah, some some person was like, I work at a cinema, Brittany Broski came in and like struck up a conversation with me and it was really normal. Just was kind of like, how's your day? Uh, how's your work? How's your work day been? Like, oh, I would love that. I just, I, I love when some people are normal. I know. There's something like so charming about people who don't seem to get swept up in ego and like materialism yeah. and capitalism yeah. and people who just kind of stay based in the wake of it all who are just like no that's right I did a thing it's kind of like that's you awesome. know, I think that's like what Lewis Capaldi has going on yeah I think you're right like, I think you're right that said so if I was Lewis Capaldi famous I'd be a real dick to 
big, big deal art gallery. Uh, not galleries. I've known a lot of nice galleries, but art di- museum directors. I'd be fucking like, <laughs> I'm like, at what point is SEMA going to become a liability for me getting my work in <laughs> museums? <laughs> it it would be like I'd have to have like millions. I mean, I'm talking like, God. yeah, because otherwise. Um, well, it was like we were talking about this once. If you made like a bazillion dollars, how mm-hmm. cool would you be mean to? <gasps> Though I will say like plenty of wonderful museum directors I wouldn't be a jerk to. But there's a couple who would mm-hmm. just straight up be like, wash the floor, buddy. Um, of course, of course justice. they would. Um, but in the general, I, if we become famous, we will still be nice. I, Seema, I have a sneaking suspicion that like, this podcast is actually going to be filling a really important space in the industry. So when so we, we become like, maybe keep our shit talking to a minimum um, and reserve it for the Patreon folks who will be like, oh, it's the real juicy gossip. Well, um, in Pat- if you subscribe to our Patreon, we will tell you the people who are on our shit list. <gasps> I do have an extensive shit list. I did too. That's not true. I actually, too. I really, I try so hard not to burn bridges. Yeah. But some people really just like, yeah. and they add a lot of fuel starter. No, I wonder how many, but then I also wonder how many people's shit lists I'm on. I, see, the thing, is, the thing I know about myself is that people either love me or they fucking hate me. They cannot me too. Me. I'm very polarizing. Mm. I am very polarizing. Mm-hmm. I would agree. I would agree. I, Somebody said to me, Joe Minnick said to me, it's because of your confidence. I, I think so too, right? Yeah. Um, you said confidence, actually, when somebody has self-esteem issues, they are immediately turned off by people with confidence. I was like, whoa, Joe Minnick, mm-hmm. deep thoughts there. Mm-hmm. That's uh, right. Speaking That's of, right. should we? <laughs> That's right. Should we talk, talk about you, deep you thoughts? You did that on purpose. I know I you did. did. <laughs> I like a segue. Love a segue. <laughs> I do oh love God. a segue. So today's topic, and <sighs> let's go back to Joe Minnick for a second, because I think there's something mm. really interesting I saw the works. I love that this podcast is like the Joe Minnick fan club. (laughs) (laughs) He subscribes. He'll have to hear this one too. He Um, will. Uh, I actually am going to send him the Patreon like second half. um, Oh, good. Probably just as a file for him to listen to. Oh, that's awesome. I was like, I don't don't want to bully you into signing up. I'll I'll send it to you. (laughs) I love him. Uh, But so I was thinking about it because he was – so. His process, and I did a I did a really short uh, cut of his Instagram because you can see his video on his Instagram. Mm-hmm. And um, but Joe Minnick um, takes paper, cuts it as a mask, and then does his art. And one thing I think is really interesting is because so many of us are disconnected from the process of art, we just see the finished thing, and so we don't think mm-hmm. about it. But like. He is basically doing something that anybody could do, right? Like anybody could theoretically cut paper, photosynthesize Put it paper. in the wrong chemical chemicals. Right. Like so like I think that and I, th- I that's why I was thinking that's the art I've seen because in some ways Joe Minnick is doing what is also the topic of this episode, the fact that people cannot get, wrap their minds around the fact that art is also technique and mm-hmm. technique is and not a way to cheat yeah technique is not a way to cheat so mm-hmm. sophie have you had any tiktok scandals <laughs> <laughs> oh okay so like this topic brings out so much passion in me um i don't even fucking draw and i'm probably the internet's biggest advocate of tracing 
mainly because I think that people just don't fucking pay attention to history. And that kind of drives me around the bend. So as I've said, uh, I think I, I don't know if I've, I think I said it in the, one of the interviews, I think maybe with Elio that we haven't posted yet. Um, or will be by the time this is up, I think. Uh, I made my splashy entrance onto the clock app by, <laughs> you're already laughing, by, <laughs> by calling Vermeer a fraud because he used tracing. And this was before I realized that TikTok does not understand nuance. Um, <laughs> and like people are so literal on that app. Um, so I have made a follow-up video clarifying that I don't think Vermeer is a fraud. I think the master, like the master narrative around him is a fraud. Cause let's also not forget that he apparently had a bunch of like apprentices do huge chunks of his paintings. That, that I'm not positive about. I don't okay. know. Okay. Okay. I, I hear that. Uh, so I've, debate, I've never later. posted that like on my page. Cause I don't, I don't know about it, but what so I do I, know about is optics. No, that's right. I would, <laughs> but I think that the, so let's let's keep the workshop separate because I think workshops a great topic for another yes. video. So let's do workshop. So you've actually just topic. given me um, a Patreon idea. Okay, workshops a great topic, um, and we'll talk about that one later because that's what they use. Like for example, for Kehinde Wiley, like you know, lots of people have workshops, so we can talk about that one future. Patreon workshop. Yes. Um, what about? What so what so because not all of us get to see all the same TikToks or mm -hmm. have seen the thing. What is the optics thing with the Vermeer? Um, so there is a lot of debate about this on the internet, and it's kind of also in the art world. You know, David Hockney has basically written a PhD and done a massive book about this, even though I kind of think he's a bit of a prick. It's for another episode. Um, there's that film Tim's Vermeer, which I didn't know existed when I posted all of this, because um, <laughs> I was on a different Netflix, like for the most part. Like I don't think that that's on Australian Netflix, or at least I didn't see it, because um, I posted this video not too long after I came back. But anyway, the camera obscura is the technology and the optical uh, kind of phenomenon that exists naturally in the world when light passes through a very tiny hole, or what we call an aperture. And essentially, because light carries imagery, which is how it comes into our eyeballs and our brains, essentially what happens if you go into a dark enough room, the room will turn into a camera. And that tiny amount of light, if it's small enough, will come in. And if it's hitting a, like a wall, eventually an image will appear and it will be the outside world, outside of that space. So it's hotly contested, but I do genuinely believe, and I think that you are pretty steadfastly in your belief behind this too, that from like the 14th century through to, I would say, what, especially Impressionist era, the camera obscura was a tool and a, a device and something that was so commonplace, I think, in like when people were making paintings, that it was never really kind of recorded the way that you would expect something like that to be recorded, because it would be like 
recording he wore the glasses. The, no, it'd be he, like saying he, he used wore a glasses. paintbrush. Like, yeah, like yeah. He used. I mean, but see, this is where I think I agree. So I, I think <laughs> I'm agree with everything you just said. Um, but I think like one of the things to me that the whole issue of the camera obscura brings up mm. is that we have a very hard time uh, with the past not being in the past. Mm-hmm. And by that, I mean that, like, for example, I mean, so the camera obscura and I was um, trying to look it up, but we might just have to put it in the show notes. But I know that early on, like long before the 1400s, you people observe the phenomenon of the camera obscura. 10, like 12 you, AD, baby. I have you. this all in my brain. Thank uh, you. <laughs> see it with, um, you know, like in trees when it's darkened, you can see yeah. that. And, and, you know, there's plenty of like ancient Egyptians had mirrors, you know, so we've been yeah. using tools for a very long time, you know, reflective tools. And like I even curated a show about reflection many years ago um, about photographs that had a reflective surface. And one of the things that um, I would I- give my right arm to see that it was a good show. It was a I good show. I fucking bet it was. Um, uh, but, you know, like things How like many I mean- uh, daguerreotypes were in there. We couldn't show, we can't, you know, daguerreotypes are very hard to show. They're kind of like a massive pain in the ass, right? Yeah, we didn't have casework and like, mm. you know, you need to put a um, curtain, not a curtain, but like something <laughs> like a curtain, a mask, basically. Mm, mm-hmm. So we didn't show any. I would have loved to. Um, I think that there's a. Next time. Maybe you can next curate. Time. Maybe you can like make a. Somebody like a ask me. Somebody hire in. me. Yeah, somebody hire me to do that. But I think that like the idea of the reflection, mm. you know, like from from like narcissus frankly but way before that humans have been really fascinated by the reflection and i think Mm -hmm. the reflection is because we want to capture ourselves right that's why we're all here in photography land and Mm. i think that but what i don't think people realize who don't make art is that they also use reflections in art making because it simplified the image right it moves it from 3d to 2d exactly it compressed everything onto a surface that made it it made it possible to render quickly. So like, I want you guys to think about, so, you know, painting, photography, it's all connected under this kind of umbrella of optics, astronomy, like, yeah, architect, like I could go on, I could really yeah. go on. Everything is connected under optics. Um, yeah. And I really do think that this narrative has been quashed so that people don't feel comfortable using all the tools at their disposal. Yeah, I mean, uh, yes, that's, I'm trying to think about, so I, I do think you're right, the part of the reason it wasn't brought up is because, well, there's a couple reasons, you know, so in the case of Vermeer, for example, there was actually very um, clear records on what he left behind, right, because mm. he left behind a lot of kids, a wife and some debt. <laughs> um, he was an interesting artist. And in Sorry, he had- I love how you went, like, these were his tools, you're like, kids, wife, dead. <laughs> Um, but he was also an interesting artist in that we have uh, pretty clear records that he was basically had a patron. So he was subsidized, which is why he made so few works. Right. Right. But yeah. he still never had the money for a camera himself. I think part of the thing we also don't think about is like um, my we were just talking about this this morning. There's a show um called Picasso the printmaker. And I was like, you mean Picasso, the guy who hired people to make his prints? Exactly. Right. Like when you see an artist who's like of a certain addition, like certain quality, Kara Walker, you know, like anybody. Norman Lindsay in Australia. He was like famous at etching and his wife did most of his press printing. That's right. Yes. Yes. And like, 
you know, I mean, they worked with like Tamron, they worked with big shops, and mm-hmm. then they have a person do it. So we've always had this. No one great exists in a vacuum, gang. Like we exactly. actually need other people. We need other exactly. people for success. But um, to go back to that point you made about like, you said something that I just really want to like, why do we feel like it's cheating? Why is Vermeer using a camera so upsetting, a camera obscura, so upsetting to people? I do have theories about this. Um, I think that it really does have to do with the narrative of mastery and genius. Mm -hmm. Um, I think so too. And also because like the shocking thing to me was that And also because I have subsequently gone more viral than this video that I'm talking about when I just duetted that person making the Snoopy rug, uh, the hand tufting the Snoopy rug and people lost their fucking, that post got heated. I know it did. Um, (laughs) People were upset. People were so upset. And like, I love my favorite part. And I haven't made a comment about this because like, I just, it's mm, so tasty. But like, how silly are you that you're getting upset that this person is making a Snoopy rug when the people who currently own Snoopy are also not the artist? <laughs> what what are you upset about? What are you upset about? Because I don't think you know. And I think that what you're upset about is someone using a fucking tool to make their life easier. And like, I th- I don't think we live in a society that fosters, and you've said this before, like the ability to give ourselves grace in the face of something that makes us go, wow, someone did that? Instead Mm -hmm. of going, I think I could do that. Mm -hmm. It's Mm -hmm. couldn't be me, sis. Like, And I was just looking at the comment I pinned. It's I think that is at essence part of it. They're Mm. cheating. There is rules that somebody had said in your thing, they're cheating. And I think that they think that there's that life is bound by rules and art is bound by rules. And I think like it part of it is this commodity culture mm-hmm. because the art is a commodity and it's perceived that like one of the things I find really fascinating is that everybody thinks that they can become a basketball player when they're a kid or whatever sport they think they can be- make it big. You know, like so many kids have this belief. Right. But honestly, genetically, there was no way I was going to be a basketball player. I am five foot three on a very tall day, you know, like, <laughs> and um, I'm leaving and, that in, <laughs> but like there was no genetic chance. I am taller than my father. There was no genetic chance. Like I was just not going to be like that. Right. No. Like, and, but if I honestly had worked like and really wanted it, I probably could have been a medical illustrator. That's what I Absolutely. originally wanted to do. And I drew and I took started taking classes. And if I had really wanted it, I would have had the wherewithal to do it. There was yeah, no there's no talent. It is skill. Yeah. Like I do think that as a child, and there's a lot I have talked to so many people who had the same exact story about medical illustration. Really? That we were, yeah, like so many people that when we were kids, I liked to draw and I had, I could render, mm. like I can look at something and draw it. Yeah. And, um, and so people would say to me, you're good. And it is a positive feedback loop. Mm. So if I had, I bet you could do the same experiment with a kid who isn't good. Sorry, I think I just had a revelation. Do it. Fuck. Okay. So. If we are, mm, if we are encouraging children, right, 
Yeah. And we are praising them when they only render reality and not parts of their imagination. Exactly. That's exactly the point. That's, that's what, it. That's it. That's no, it. that's exactly what that's I'm getting it. at. Oh, that man, we're sorry. saying that's you good let, and like that's You let bad. a horse to water. <laughs> <laughs> and that's the problem, right? Like the, we're praising a certain kind of thing. We're saying this yes. is good. And, but what's interesting is we're that saying positive the feedback loop. the way you loop. see aligns with the way that's I see. That's right. That's exactly the problem. And so we're creating this culture where, and what is too bad is that like, we're also making them feel like special people. Like I have to tell you, there's oh a girl God. I grew up with who is very nice. And I have to say, we, we've known each other since we were three. And she is, she, I haven't, we haven't lived in the same city since we were 18, but she is mm -hmm. a solid supporter of all of my digital products in all my life. Bless. You know, and a very, very nice woman. Um, but one thing that I, I think that we were always bonded with was we were the two kids that people would say could draw. Mm. But what we actually were the two kids who would draw the most realistically i remember there was a girl i don't even remember her name i remember being in maybe third grade we're the same age in australia by the way mm -hmm. gang so there's we don't need any extra context here um <laughs> that's wait, like my life i have it, to provide extra context but the numbers i suppose are three is just backwards anyway <laughs> Um, but I, I have like a vivid memory of this girl sitting in front of a computer and just like hand drawing and like being able to very clearly render like what she was looking at. And I have a really vivid memory of like the teacher, the teacher's aide and everyone kind of standing around her and being like, wow, amazing. She's incredible. That's, I've had that too. Mm -hmm. And I personally had that. And so like, what, that also what happens, happens is at my job. Right. Like, I've, I've tried so hard not to do that when I was an art too. educator, but it's hard, right? Because it is sort of, see, part of the problem is it is, it is as a human, like I'll say that our second child is l like, in fact, my, all of my family has said, oh, this is what happens when two people who can draw have a kid. Because when she was little, she could really just do it. Mm. You know, and I do think like it's not that I'm saying talent doesn't exist. I do think that people see of things. Of course, it does. Right, I like, had a natural I, aptitude for collodion. Like I, right, I'm never gonna right, discredit that. Right, right. Like, the woman like, who taught me was like, I've never seen anyone pick this up this quickly. Like you, yeah. you've, you, it's like you've done it before. And it's, but see, the but thing I, is, I wasn't like, getting the results I'm getting now straight away. Right. I was gonna say that <laughs> discounts your work and your talent like your exactly. like your strengths i guess just credits like, the like 700 plates i've made in my life or something yeah you know? well that's like the, the thing work also work behind it that's exactly right and so so it's but i think like what you're doing is like she my kids both have no interest in the arts and really don't like they're not like us both my husband and i would as children drew all the time mm. And they don't, they're not, that's not their thing. They do other mm -hmm. stuff, but they're not, that's not their thing. But I think it's also because from a younger one, she really hated that kind of attention. Mm, but she mm -hmm. didn't want to be because she also felt like for her, well, I mean, like I was born to this. And I do think like the other thing that people don't understand is the variables for this. So mm. she spent her whole life basically until she was 10, no, until she was 13 just now being in museums and having to look at art and talking about visuals and hearing people talk about visuals so she had a leg up in mm. drawing. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and i think like the problem we have is everybody has legs up so your camera obscura is one leg up 
But it's not like, you know, it's not like Vermeer was secretly hoarding the secret arcane knowledge of the camera obscura. He <sighs> lived next to an opto. He lived. Didn't he live? Ne- he was friends with Van Leeuwenhoek. Didn't he live near him? I think so. Yeah, also, I think he lived he in was, the same part of town. His neighbor was a lens maker, which is one right. of my favorite details to just like pepper and I'm like, but just like, even if he couldn't afford all the things, just maybe think about the possibilities that might have happened if he was in such close contact. Like, you know, maybe if he wasn't always able to have, you know, everything he needed, there's the ability to kind of like get what he needed for, you know, classes and things for the printing. Absolutely. Well, like- what about like screen printing artists? Do you think they have those, like every person has all that screen Silk. printing stuff at their house? <laughs> oh. Yeah. Like, is it at their house? No, they don't have it at their house. So if they had a, if you had their will, they would not be willing their screen, like their, 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 uh, uh, what do you call it? Screens mm. to people. Similarly, mm-hmm. if somebody's an, ad- doing, you know, Rembrandt had no press with him when he died. <laughs> you know, like the part of the problem is that we have this fear. I mean, I think it's a fear that maybe we've been tricked to. That's true. Also, I before we move on to this it. point, I do just want to yeah. say to harden the connection between photography and painting for people. There is a lighting pattern that you will be taught as an amateur studio photographer that is called the Rembrandt. Like, oh, yes, the process of making portraiture, they are so inextricably linked. Like the process of sitting for a portrait comes from painting and now sits in photography. It's the same thing. Speaking of that, people's favorite painting style realism, photorealism, perhaps Mm. is from almost always from photographs. I'm, I'm... I mean, like Chuck Close from photographs, mm-hmm. gridded photographs, even. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was also thinking this is because I before I went to sleep last night, I saw a video of the chocolatier, Mr. Mm-hmm. Mr. Chocolate. Is that what we call yeah. him? Monsieur Chocolate. Monsieur, Monsieur Chocolate. Chocolate. That's right. <laughs> I, I, sent, I, I sent his um, giant. Di- my niece loves giant dinosaurs. I sent his giant, mm. giant dinosaur. My niece. I don't think I've seen that. Um, God, I gotta look him up now. But I was thinking, like, people think he's a genius because it's realistic, because it's realism. Yes, yes. Like, yes, can you imagine yes. if he was making like Jackson Pollock abstract chocolate on a wall art? People would be like, "This is a fucking waste of chocolate." You're right. You're right. <laughs> but actually, instead, we should totally. When Monsieur Chocolate comes to our show, because he, he would become so big, and, and because will. we've also repeatedly said that he has, he loves his wife and doesn't cheat on her. <laughs> I would. Also point out, I thought <laughs> about that. that. I clearly <laughs> haven't edited that episode yet. <laughs> I love Monsieur Chocolate. Monsieur um, Chocolat. Monsieur Chocolat. Um, <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. What if he actually come? What if he like reaches out? <laughs> I hear that you like 2023 is our year. Anyway, Monsieur Chocolat. But I think that one thing that I. Most faithful man in the world. (laughs) The most faithful. He loves that wife of his. Um, But I think that also because he's an educator, right? He's clearly an educator. He's in a classroom, you know? And um, I bet he also knows that it's realism. Because his, even, I mean, he is like a photorealist, right? Like he he is purposefully making it look like a thing. 100%. And like he. And also, like, the thing is, I think when, like, as your journey as an artist and a creator and someone who makes something, like, you know when you start gaining traction in a space what it is that hits with people. So for him, yes. I'm sure early on yes. when he started making realistic stuff, people would have gone, whoa, do it again. Yes, you yes. Know? But, like, do like, they call him a cheater because he uses molds? 
He uses photographs. What do you think he like went back to the prehistory to pre I'm sorry. To look at the I dinosaur? want my chocolate <laughs> masters to sculpt things like it's from marble and like yes, right? Like there's a mold in there. Even they had references. Right? Didn't he? Doesn't he use like 3D printing or something? Yes, I'm sure he does. Yeah, like I mean, I'm I would sure think... he has some kind of. I can't imagine he's sitting down with like a foosball table individually <laughs> measuring everything i'm sure he's got some kind of 3d scanner or or he's at a point now where he can contact people and go hey i'm a chocolate maker i want to make your product out of chocolate for this person like they'll pay me and he uses that grand. egg mold repeatedly right he all uses that one egg mold all the time so wait all a second time. he uses a mold is he getting like you're a cheater mm. a bronze casters cheaters seema <laughs> They are. Rodan's the biggest freaking cheater you've ever met. He actually was a cheater, though. He cheated I on mean, women left and right, but mm, um, didn't they all? Didn't they all? But also, no. Fuck, I mean, I see, this is his the name. thing. Like, There's also the painter who like had his camera obscura device hidden and like packaged up to look like a book. <laughs> no, I like that. Wow. <laughs> hang on, hang on. I gotta. Okay. It's in my early video. I gotta remember his name. But like so some painter from the uh, more like the impressionist era. No. Um, there's a self-portrait that he did, and then you I, can find I think photos part of it is obscura, and it like it looks like a book. Oh my god! I think part of it actually is the painting. It's because painting is set up in a is set up in our society to be the highest of arts and the hardest for everyone to do. It's yes. the least accessible, yes. right? And so that's like, why people feel cheated. Yes, I think that's true because like I show like I love the works of. Um, Morel is his last name. I think his first name is Abo. Let's see. I looked it up because I wanted to make sure I could say his first name on the internet. <laughs> Abelardo. Mm. Abelardo Morel. He does these photographs. He goes around the country um, setting up camera obscuras and then taking photographs mm. of it. Beautiful. And it's beautiful. And they're really great photographs. But I think one of the things that's really compelling about it is that it makes the camera obvious. Mm-hmm. And so if you are a photographer, it's saying this, all of this is a trick. However, in photography, because we're so, because it has a clear device, like there's a thing. So Joshua Reynolds. We, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't know he had, I know he used a, ca a camera. I didn't know that it was a fake, like a secret. You can look camera. it up. There's like, it's, it's like a, it looks like a book and it folds out and it has like a little preview window pop up and a teeny tiny curtain that comes down. It's, wow, I gotta it, look this up. It was like fully hidden and he like never claimed use of it because I think by by the time he was making up, it was like not in vogue anymore. Yeah, um, he was supposed to be more like but Joshua Reynolds is interesting sorry, too. I and I think this you. is I don't mind. Um it just makes this more interesting for people listening. Um I think Joshua Reynolds <laughs> that's right. That's right. Um, it's. I think Joshua Reynolds is interesting too, and Vermeer in their own way because they mm. actually were the, every artwork was contemporary when it was made, right? Yes. And so they were very much of their moment. And Joshua Reynolds, a lot of his media, for example, like he used a lot of um, like reds, or he he played around with all kinds of stuff, mm -hmm. right? Like he is. He is in some ways Joshua Reynolds, like the David Cho of his time. <laughs> like mm, he was, mm. he was just throwing stuff in, trying totally. stuff, doing stuff. Like he was, and I think that that's what's also hard because we. This is what I mean about the past has to stay in the past. Like, you know, Vermeer. When you read about his life, he was a guy who was like trying to make it. Mm -hmm. He was very ego driven, right? 
I don't know. I think, you know, it's hard because there's like a lot about so him. Much, yeah. There's a lot about him, but nothing from him. Mm. Mm-hmm. So also, what I there's like so much distance from like who he was as a person. Yeah, I think that's hard. What I would say is that I would suspect he is like a lot of, you know, like like if we knew him now, I suspect that he would be the kind of person who like and now I will get the hate from the. the I've, you see my face because I'm like I know I'm like I know the it's like the of your kind voice of person about to drop a criticism. I'm like ooh. Who like Ooh. makes hotel art? Like who gets oh. like a stipend to make hotel art? I know I'm gonna get so much hate. I love Vermeer, but what I mean <laughs> is that you know people who make who people who have a ready source of income now can kind of like coast and remake the same kind of thing. I'm sorry. Yeah, that is- <laughs> it's a, so like you know if you have a great like <laughs> there, I know a lot of artists who would love it's sort of like an actor who wants to become on a soap opera so they have a ready source of income. God, you cracked that, me up. That's like. That's what like that's what he had. He had a ready source of income, totally, and so totally. he could make kind well, of the he, same like, thing over and over. People's interiors for a living. He was like he was bougie. Yeah, yeah. Well, he had ways. a but he had a, he had a, probably had a sponsor too. He basically had yeah. somebody who subsidized him making art, so he didn't have to make as many as other oh, people. The fucking dream. I would love some wealthy older lesbian to be like, I darling, know. I will fund everything you do. Oh, Pay your rent. okay. Sponsorship opportunity. Hello, <laughs> it's here. Um, but. You know, I think that that so when you have a ready source of income as an artist, it means that you can go deep in your work. So that's why he made less. Mm -hmm. But it also meant that he could like sit and do stuff. So I think that like I'm sure that being it was, you know, it was rare. That was the open market of art. Right. This is like the first open market of art. Yeah. And all these other people are busting their balls trying to make like a a, like a break into the market and maybe yeah. they're the, the person who's making like I don't know like gooseberry still lives that's their little tiny mm. niche specialty mm-hmm. and a gooseberry still life is something that's going to be hung right up on the wall so therefore it's going to cost less yeah because there was a real hierarchy about where like cost because people were buying totally. these as yeah. ambiguous consumption so yeah. Vermeer a lot of his work would have already basically it's like making something that's already been commissioned Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. it wasn't the the topic wasn't commissioned, but the artwork was already paid for. Yeah. So, so what I think a lot of people say is that not that he was so much full of himself, is that he is that kind of person with the confidence. Like I don't yeah. think there's nothing written like he was a jerk. He's like mm. some of these people were like drunks. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like, like, and some of them, like, like, you know, people said that, you know, Jan Stein did a lot of like really happy go lucky drunk people, but mm-hmm. also Jan Stein enjoyed a little bit of drinking, you know, mm-hmm. Jan mm-hmm. Stein's one of my faves. I love Jan Stein, but, um, you know, Franz Halls mm-hmm. said to be the first modernist because of his pain strokes, mm-hmm. liked a little bit of drinking, some cool really surprise me. I feel but like Vermeer didn't have such those an ear of drinking then too. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. You know, it's not like we're not. I mean, this is the thing I was thinking today. Uh, This is the worst part about this tracing thing. The thing is that actually people are the same. And your fear is that somehow they aren't right. Like that's part of it. Like we like today I had to get some work done before the podcast. So I knew that we were recording Mm -hmm. and I wanted to put in a couple hours Mm -hmm. and I could have hand typed every cell in the spreadsheet I was doing mm-hmm. or I could have just clicked copy and paste. Exactly. Did I cheat at work? Will I get like dings at work? I work in a place where they want me to do it faster. Yeah. 
they will be very happy that I didn't sit and hand type each cell. <laughs> so one of the other comments from this that I want to touch upon is remember the comment I send you I sent you and I'll I'll yeah, pop it yeah. up on the screen when Perfect. I when I post this. Um remember that person who said, well, you know, this is like evidence of the fact that everyone can be a crafter, but not everyone can be an oh, artist. Yes. yes. Which is one of the most Bless that person. takes I've ever heard. Bless um, that person. Him. You're an idiot. <laughs> Did you? <laughs> once we do this, you should go back and ask what's the difference. I should. I re no, I really should. Because, like. Because uh, what is the difference? Because I'll tell you, like. Um, I think it's I'm, misogyny for starters. Well, yeah. yeah, I mean, I know what I think is the difference. I think yes. the fact, like, I think actually a lot of why we're, the art world is screwed is because of the 19th century. Like, yes, there was the hierarchy of arts before the 19th century, but at the late 19th century, we decided to conflate that with genius. No, really. The 19th century kind of fucked everything right? up. Like the Industrial everything? Revolution. I think what happened- Eugenics? The, well, yeah. But like, um, I think with the the increase railways. in mechanization, mm. people have less understanding of m media and processes. And totally. because a machine can do it and people don't, they don't realize. Because even when there, there was the hierarchy of art at the time of Vermeer, right? So like mm -hmm. there was like a hardcore hierarchy because even paintings had a hierarchy. So historical painting would be more expensive than say still life. Yep. And like you could own maybe even like a lot of people could own a still life, but not everyone could afford a historical painting. And mm, then even mm -hmm. more expensive than that would be a tapestry, let's say. And yes. the low country is about to the say, land of the tapestries. I was right? about like, to say, I was about to bring up like, you know, that whole thing that you kind of had the yeah. discussion about, which was that tapestries were valued in such a different way because it takes That's right. so much more time. And so that was before the era of wage work. Mm. And I think like in the 19th century, we had a lot of factors that make us really uh, like confused, right? So like now we have wage work and we have mechanization. So both- and tourism and the idea of like yes. putting your money outside of your, yes. your immediate space. Like it was- Absolutely, absolutely. So all of those put together- so I think that's why I'm obsessed with it. <laughs> I also though think it is the rise oddly enough of hobbyists. Mm -hmm. So I think I've been thinking a lot about this, about the That's rise so of hobby, hobby art, art is both good and bad. I think it's a double edged sword. I think it's mm. good in that it made it accessible, right? Anybody can go to Michael's and get paint. But I also think that what it means is like, it's interesting because hobby musicians existed a lot earlier than hobby artists, I would say. Mm -hmm. Now, I've had a debate here at my house, and that is true that there are hobby artists, like you could think of like quilt, but like I think like toll painters, for example, that would be a hobby artist. I would not call quilters at home hobby artists because they were also, mm -hmm. because they were like selling, you know, like they were selling them. But if you think of like toll, like people who are maybe like whittling, you know, like yeah. I think there are people who are making creative processes that they're not going to have a function in their house. They're not even going to keep it. Right. They're just like. Tuk, tuk, tuk. Um, so totally. Because so we I like do doing things. We like making things. Right. What is that yeah. saying? Um, the devil playground. Idle hands are the devil's playground. Mm -hmm. 
Mm-hmm. And um, it's a little concerning that I don't know that straight on my head. I must have idle hands. Um, no, I think it means you have a healthy distance from the Catholic Church. Yeah, maybe, maybe, maybe <laughs> both. Maybe both. Oh my God! Um, sidebar, just because I need yeah. to tell someone this on Etsy this week, I found a 19th century antique silk priest stole. <gasps> I bought it. I'm gonna make iconoclastic Catholic art with it. It's like it's it's fully it's like a full on thing. I love that. I was just like, holy shit, because it's like black and white too. I love Mm, the holy mm, shit. mm, mm, (laughs) mm, mm. I'm gonna put like some sexy gay in it. Oh my god, it's gonna be amazing. That's awesome. Oh, that's good. (sighs) I can like that's awesome. Um, so what were we talking? Oh yes, sorry, (laughs) I got lost. I got lost. (laughs) I got lost. But my point is that I think that actually what's happened is so. Where people learn to play instruments and they realize that maybe mm-hmm. they can't make a musical song. Mm-hmm. I don't know that people grab some paint at Michael's or do a sip and paint and think I can't be Caravaggio. No. Now, again, actually, we could I all have thought to make that, a though. song. <laughs> oh, I have to. But like I, you know, like actually the truth is all of us could learn to make a song and all of us could paint something in approximation of Caravaggio. Mm. It is that none of us can be Caravaggio because every person's insight is individual. It's like the point of my whole education platform. Right? You know? And that's just, you know, I will always say that I think photography kind of shows us this the best, Mm -hmm. just that there is no one reality right? Or there's a reality that exists that cannot be touched and is kind of, there's a veil between how we see it and what it actually is. And the reality of reality is that A, has a left-wing bias, and I won't fucking die on that hill. B, well, it has a human bias, right? The left believes in people. (laughs) Exactly, exactly. Um, That's also just like a hot take I've wanted to put on the internet for a while. Um, Um... it's that it's it's not one thing. It's made up of everyone's kind of space yeah. and place in it, which means it encompasses everyone's perception. And yours cannot encompass everyone. And like no. the obnoxiousness to no. think that the way that you see can speak to everyone is ridiculous. No, it's true. It's ridiculous. Well, I, I think that if all of us were living in the time of Vermeer, all of us got to use a camera, Vermeer would probably be still the person who picked the girl with the pearl earring in that frame. Probably. I mean, I have looked at a lot of art from the period of Vermeer. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I, I have like a whole lot of that stuff in my brain. And his work. <laughs> do you, sorry, do you have a photographic memory? Mm, I remember pictures really well. Okay. Like I could right now tell you exactly which, like I could picture exactly I think, I think which you artworks. I think you are might. In any do, you, do you remember pages of text? Yeah, I can. Yeah, yeah, can. yeah. You got it. You got it. I don't. I've always been jealous of people who do. Um, it my my memory has. It's funny. It like decreased after I had kids. Like I felt my brain broke. I think that's normal. Yeah, yeah. A yeah. lot of your but, nutrients and things no, it's <laughs> go to your they, children. They wreck. They wreck. They wreck my teeth too. But um, uh, but I think that the thing that is hard is this. The, the fact that we want a system that made it so that 
we either want him to be completely ace asymptomatic, right? Like a genius. Yeah. Or we want there to be a system why he succeeded. Like that, so that we that, can like right. access and gamble into and you right. know right. gain the system. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. I want to be the Elon Musk of art. And right. actually, I remember making this criticism when I posted that Vimeo video. I remember being like, wow, this has had a you will never be a billionaire reaction out of so many people. And so, there was this massive yes. response of like, like, fuck you, rah, 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 like this person's a genius, like they're the pinnacle. I'm like, no, you can't, like, that's just not how it works. Like, no, there no, is not, not one artist who has like some kind of trajectory or some kind of like, you know, method that you can follow in order to get your own kind of accolades and like genius and whatever. These are people who had connections and like utilized everything at their disposal. And like, it just, I it feel is like TikTok should prove that though, right? Like how, is there, are there people who, I think, I think, well, TikTok sort of proves it and sort of doesn't. There are, see, part of the problem I think is also that in TikTok, there's a lot of people who will get one viral video for doing something somebody else has done. Yes. Right. So you perceive that there was a system and then there's all these people who are selling you on some system to get a following. Right. Mm -hmm. And then the people who have like a huge platform, like, I don't know, half a million people, a million people like those people are actually out of step with people. But I think that's a great example of tracing in some ways, because those people are still using exactly the same tools as me. I don't have yep. a million followers. Mm -mm. Right. Like, and I don't, I don't necessarily want to, you know, I'm not putting on makeup and showing the girls. I got no girls, but my girls are very small, but, um, but, um, but, you know, like I, but that's okay. It's okay. Mm. Right. It's okay that I am not where they are. And that's the other part that I think the tracing really that they don't see. It's okay that they traced. You could trace too. Go for it. And yeah. I'll tell you, as somebody who has, I actually can't trace. This is like a very because <laughs> well, believe it or not, a lot of people don't believe this. It is a learned skill. It is a learned skill, and you I cannot can't just pick up tracing easily. It you actually oh. there is a there is an art form to it. Oh my god, I cannot I cannot trace. I cannot trace. And like I have more than once because when you project from a like what do you call it? A, those things in the 70s. You know where you'd put a um transparency down on a thing oh, and a it slide would project projector? Yeah, but the one that projects on the wall. Oh, overhead projectors. Overhead projector. Thank you. I we would do that for mural on those. Yeah, yeah, me too. I just couldn't <laughs> think of the name. And um but, I, wanted, I wanted you to know that I'm not that young. <laughs> I was like, no, I promise I grew up in that era. <laughs> I know. I know. I, um, but um, you uh, you and Joe Minnick's wife are around this image. Um, but oh. because we were talking about your show, he listened to one of your suggestions and she's like, I don't know that one. I was like, but he was like, but she's Australian. Because <laughs> she was like, I don't know that one. And I was like, yeah, I That's think it funny. doesn't. Have, we don't have the converse, right? Like you might know our shows, but we might not know yours. Yeah, um, no, no, that's because Australia is yeah. like, it doesn't have a huge kind of media industry. So we absorb yeah. all of the rest of the Western world. Yeah, except for Miss Fisher. Um, My God, I love that show. I know, we do too. Uh, so and do the, the French. 
Oh, really? And yeah, then the, the costume the, design. The new one. Oh, it's so beautiful. It's Marion so Boyce but, is just like so fucking good Oh, I heard. Does. I heard. So mm-hmm. the projector thing, I oh think the, the problem is <laughs> yes. that, and I would have to do a projector, and sometimes we do these, I have these big banners in my house, mm-hmm. and um, everyone else would put them on a light table. So you could trace, because uh, these banners are, were meant to be, um, I have all of these, I have four of them look, I'm looking at, and um, that they're meant to be on street poles, and they're mm-hmm. hand-painted. Mm-hmm. And so they have to have the, the recto has to be the mirror image. Mm-hmm. So people put it on a light table and trace it, right? Mm-hmm. And I honestly couldn't. Like, mm-hmm. I would get it so, like, it just looked like like I was, it looked You're like so I was used to rendering to from here. Exactly. Yeah. It looked like I was drawing with a cart, with a crayon. <sighs> and, um, but that's exactly what it was. Somebody was saying that one of the women in the office was saying, you know, like somebody who's a, th- who does 3D, like a lot of mm-hmm. like ceramics mm-hmm. and stuff. She had said, it's because like, you don't, like, you're just not used to this. You didn't practice that skill. Exactly. Exactly. Okay. So I guess. What is like the main thing that we should have people take away apart from like tracing is good and use all the tools you want? Like, is there any other kind of important message that is around this topic well, that I, should be imparted? I think, genu- I think that the heart? biggest thing for me in my heart, I want people to look at art and think one, that artist is like me on some level, that mm. artist like mm. me figured out a system to do something faster. It was a job for him, right? Like if you have ever taken any shortcut at art at work, he has taken that shortcut at art. Yes, because it's called artwork. What did Joe say? It's called artwork, not art play. That's right, that's right. So that's the first thing I would say. work, gang. Like it's not just, like we're not these people who like live on top of a hill, like frivolously making things because it's fun. Like it is, for a lot of people, it's a necessity. That's a huge takeaway too. Mm. It is somebody, but like, it is not frivolity. No, it's not. Because we feel frivolous. Like even like I think of things like Sev, you know, like Mm. things that have a a, like a frivolous look. There are frivolity or our like joy or our sense of the beauty of it is because of their work. Yeah, exactly. And I, this is something I also think is that like, if it's not realistic, then people think it has frivolity around it and like whimsy, the art world fucking hates the idea of whimsy, Oh yeah, which I think is fascinating because like- I think the art world hates joy. (laughs) I think so too. But also like, it's that thing of, you know, when you're doing um, process-based work, you know, the kind of thing that I've made where it's, you know, or like Joe's made, right? Like no one's ever really done it before. Mm -hmm. As a feminine presenting artist, I'm- going to be served with the criticism yeah. of, well, can you control your outcomes? Yeah. Because people go, well, you're just like, you know, playing yeah. and you're just throwing stuff around. Like you don't have any discipline to what you're doing. And that's like, that's a really, biz- that's, that should be its whole own episode, actually, I think. Um, yeah, that'd be a great episode. Because actually the lack of control and control that like that sort of like equilibrium would be a great episode too. Because like be. some media, like, but at the it's same like paint time, paint pouring videos. Yes, know? people yeah. love those. I, I don't know. know, but I think that's an important takeaway. I think to go back to the beginning of this tracing thing too, in the camera obscura that we started with, mm. um, I think everyone should question why, if it bothers them, why it does. Yeah, what is it? It's more about you than Vermeer. Like Vermeer could care less. He long gone. 
He could care less. He couldn't give a care. shit. He could and not like, give a shit. David Hockney could care less if you you are upset that he uses an iPad. Like <laughs> he honestly could care less. Mm. I don't think there's any chance that David Hockney is listening to this podcast, but if you are Very David unlikely. Hockney, feel or free. If you're an iPad fan. <laughs> yes, or if you're an iPad fan, feel free to tell us about that. Yeah. David Hockney could care less. And yeah, no, he really couldn't thing- give a shit. I really don't think he could. Like he's nope. just like Nope. And you know, the the problem your anger has and your being upset that we're talking about tracing is really about you. It's not about the tracer. I also think that and this is like a take that I heard from the queer community this week, actually, from one of the trans photographers I follow. Mm-hmm. They were saying, like, you know, in my transition, one of the things that I've really kind of come to terms with and like knowing that I wanted to medically transition for them, they were saying like, I came across this kind of, you know, phrase where it's like, follow your jealousy because like, Oh, I love that. "Mm -hmm, mm -hmm." And it's this idea that like the things that make you jealous and angry and kind of like you're lacking in something, you're allowed to follow that. Mm -hmm. You're allowed to, to explore it and like mm-hmm. if someone making something that you perceive you can't do makes you angry and jealous mm-hmm. allow yourself the grace to start at a point where mm-hmm. you suck because mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. like anyone who's even using tracing like we've just talked about it's still a skill mm-hmm. set anyone who's mm-hmm. at that point where it makes you go oh my god that couldn't be me they started somewhere mm-hmm. that's everyone great. has a starting point and I, I think, think that's the be- biggest takeaway for the show, right? Like any, yeah. if you really want to make something in art, you yep. can learn to make it. Yep. And for me, I think like if I, if anyone had told me this when I was younger, like it would have changed my arts education, which is that you are closer to the person who made that artwork than you think, because you mm-hmm. are human mm-hmm. and innately that means you are creative. Mm-hmm. And like mm-hmm. the ability that that person holds to translate their perception into some kind of medium that speaks to you is well within your capacity. It is well within your capacity and it's closer than you think. And this is what capitalism robs us of. It's the fucking time to explore that. And mm-hmm. I am very, very open about the fact that I have always had the gift of time to be able to explore what I mm-hmm. want to do. And because of that, I was able to master my craft mm-hmm. and I think that any anyone can do that mm-hmm. but it, you just like mm-hmm. you need to give yourself the grace because like this was also one of the only processes where I've allowed myself to be terrible at things too like I've I've let my failures shape me rather than mm. kind of abandoning it you know it's the passion I mean it takes me to Um, As we sort of wrap up, we always talk about Mm. some media that we love. And it makes me Mm. think of my media for this week, which is a book called Pandora by Susan Stokes Chapman. Mm. And it's a story, um, sadly, in all YA literature, moms are um, endangered species. So this poor girl has no mom and no dad, and she's raised Mm. by her evil uncle. Um, And uh, she is... It's a his, you know historical YA, but she mm-hmm. wants to be a jeweler. Her parents were jewelers. Mm. And so there's a scene in it where she goes to her parents, like the person who sells their works that they make, um, and he doesn't like them. Mm. And his read is that they're too much like the things that the guys he already hires do. Mm-hmm. But I, you get this feeling that he doesn't want 
her because she's a woman as well. But he's doing this because he's his parents' friend. He's like kind of like, um, and he says, but, you know, people want this other thing. Mm. And so she goes back and she's tenacious and she yeah. keeps doing it. And it's about this. And it's it's like a, there's a mystery there. You know, it's like one of those YAs. It's enjoyable. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but I was thinking about it because I knew we were going to talk about tracing. And I was thinking about this book and how one of the things that's I think the hardest for people is that we don't, most of us don't have in us that kind of tenacity to keep trying at a craft until we get it right. I also think that that's like a learned behavior. And I think that most of us are not given the grace to learn yes. that behavior either. Like yes. there's a lot of people and a lot of families with a lot of trauma of like, well, you're fucked up and now like you go to your room, you know? Yeah. Instead yeah. of this idea of, oh shit, you failed. That's okay. Sometimes we mm -hmm. actively fail to learn a lesson. So let's mm -hmm. like learn a lesson from it. And I just mm -hmm. like, you know, for me, I, I don't, like my parents were never like aggressive about that kind of stuff. But I also, mm -hmm. I know that it was always the art teachers who were the people who were like, let's try again. Let's find That's a different awesome. way to do it. You know, art That's teachers, awesome. drama teachers. It was the people who were in this like, you know, space of helping facilitate mm -hmm. like teenagers find their voice and their perception. Those were the people who kind of knew how important it was to have that Hmm. safety net i guess hmm. Hmm. um uh who's that james mac mcavoy was saying that uh, i saw him on t uh, tiktok uh he um, left behind. his wife and maybe cheated on her so i you know i have a mixed Shocking. feeling on that one um but <laughs> i'll excuse that someday somebody who we mention here is gonna listen to us <laughs> i know I know. That's why I'm like, like James you got to be careful about what you're saying. <laughs> James um, McAvoy is going to be like, who the hell is this girl, Seema? Like, like, who the fuck is What makes girl? her better than me? I, uh, I can't do a Scottish accent. I'm not going to even pretend to, to do James McAvoy. Uh, but he said that he thinks actually it's a class. It's like class warfare to not mm. give kids arts education because it is. Then, because then they don't even have um, this ability. Like, because, you know, art is actually fairly, like, to make things is completely, anybody can. Anybody can draw. Um, Erica from from To Practice Practice, her whole thing yeah. is, like, you're an artist. That yes. means you're, you're a problem solver. You're a marketer. That's right. You're a business she's person. Yeah. She's amazing. She's, like, yeah. she's so good at spelling out. We need to have her on here. But she's so good at spelling out just, like, the breadth of tasks mm -hmm. and skills and things you have to have mm -hmm. she's very good at that i agree so i great. agree i agree all right PhD. so do you have a recommendation for media this week uh i'm i'm gonna go for a book too i've actually been reading hannah gadsby's nanette her autobiographical uh piece and goddamn i love that that woman she's hilarious um so what are you liking about the book I, for starters, feels like home, <laughs> for one. Um, and also it's just, you know, she's been someone that I followed for quite, I remember seeing Hannah Gadsby when she was not famous. I remember seeing her in like tiny, tiny stand-up rooms in like 2011, um, before she really blew up, when she was still making jokes about like private school boys in Australia. <laughs> um, and it's kind of amazing, I think, to really get a sense of 
like the space that she grew up in and her kind of queer identity growing up and how that kind of fits in with the Australian zeitgeist and her work and um, especially because I saw um, some of her new work as well like she's married now she's like she's kind of settled into her like beautiful new life and her wife is her tour manager and like she's just kind of like finally settled into like who she is and like this is it's funny for me because I was working in an organic store in Melbourne before I left and I remember like there was this lesbian couple who had just had a baby and they would come in every week you know I talk to them all the time they're like oh yeah no we we're like really good friends with one of her exes we don't know if she's Nanette or not and I was just like what the fuck like the lesbian world is so small <laughs> but it's kind of funny because I, I suppose for me it's, it just feels like a connection to home in yeah, many ways but also like she's, awesome. she talks about art in one of the most arresting ways like that we've seen mm -hmm. in a generation mm -hmm. um mm -hmm. and I really appreciate her for that and I appreciate mm -hmm. how willing she is as like a white creator to mm -hmm. use her voice mm -hmm. um because I mm -hmm. especially in Australia like that doesn't happen that often. Mm. Um, mm. It's just not a cultural identity that really allows for that. Mm. I think that's why the youth culture of like land back is becoming such a movement um, and is, mm. and has become youth culture, right? Like it's, it's mm. rebellious to care about land back. <laughs> um, I know. Right. So yeah, that's my long, I'll chop it down in post. I'm sure, but that's my long winded answer. <laughs> It's a good long-winded answer. It's a good yeah. long-winded answer. You yeah. know, it also makes me think to go back to the beginning of this episode. You know, part of our full circle, part of, you know, we're talking about Vermeer and people are so shocked by the past. Mm. Uh, you know, I think her work also reminds us that the present is always changing. And I think that actually Absolutely. is part of why people don't want the past to change. When they learn new information, it's the cognitive dissonance, but the past should stay static because I'm stuck so learning about true. so many like, It's new like things. the past is comforting because we know. Yeah. Uh, yeah. 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 Well, that's a great place to end this episode. Be sure yeah. to follow us at our lust podcast. Art if you have a topic, podcast. suggestions, feedback or sponsorship offers, or just want to say hi, you can email us at artlustpodcast at gmail.com. And you can follow me at artlust on TikTok. And you can follow me at darkroom varmint, V-A-R-M-I-N-T. And I suppose I will leave it on Give yourself some grace. Allow yourself the space to fail because that is where you will find your most success. I actually would encourage you to try to trace something and see Ooh. how good it looks because yes. you might find, like me, you're not really that good at tracing. <laughs> you might find, like me, that you don't really care about drawing and you'll just take a photograph instead because it's faster. <laughs> Have a good day. <laughs> Bye, friends.